Welcome back to Mix Masala with TG. I am Tanjan Gopal, aka Funk Blue from India, and sending all my listeners, followers, and uh, people tons of love and a big namaste from India. Before we venture down into the subject of this episode, that is Tantra, uh, let me give you a brief introduction about what is Tantra. <coughs> From its inception to the present day, Tantra has challenged religious, cultural and political norms around the world. A philosophy that emerged in India around the 6th century, Tantra has been linked to successive waves of revolutionary thoughts from its early transformation of Hinduism and Buddhism to the Indian fight for independence and the rise of 1960s counterculture. The Sanskrit word Tantra derives from a verbal root tan which means to weave or compose and refers to a type of instructional text often written as dialogue between a god and a goddesses you can visit the page britishmuseum.org in order to understand the basic structure of what tantra is tantra outlines a variety of rituals for invoking one of the many all-powerful tantric deities including through visualizations and yoga requiring guidance from a teacher or guru they were said to grant worldly and supernatural powers from long life to flight alongside spiritual transformations many texts contained rituals that transgressed existing social and religious boundaries for example sexual rights and engagements with the taboo such as intoxicants and human remains tantra challenged distinctions between opposite by teaching that everything is sacred including the traditionally profane and impure the rise of tantra the development of tantra in medieval india conceded with the rise of many new kingdoms across the subcontinent after the breakdown of two major dynasties the guptas in the north and vakatakas in the southwest although this led to political precariousness there was also a great flourishing of the arts many rulers were drawn to tantra's promise of power and public temples often incorporated tantric deities as guardians this included the tantric hindu god bhairava he famously decapitated the orthodox creator god brahma to show the superiority of the tantric path and used his skull as a begging bowl early tantric practitioners tantrikas emulated his fearsome and anarchic appearance in order to become him while rulers worshiped him in order to strengthen their political positions one of his early followers was the poet saint karaikal amayar who abandoned her role as an obedient wife to become his follower tantric initiations was open to people from different social backgrounds this challenge to the caste system made tantric especially appealing to women and the socially marginalized divine feminine power the tantric world view sees all material reality as animated by shakti unlimited divine feminine power this inspired the dramatic rise of goddess worship in medieval india tantric goddesses 
challenged traditional models of womanhood as passive and docile in their intervening of violent and erotic power. Their characteristics were tied to a uniquely tantric tensions between the destructive and the maternal. The seductive but dangerous yoginis were shape-shifting goddesses who could metamorphosize into women, birds, tigers or jackals as the mood took them. Initiated tantrikas sought to access their power from flight and immortality to control over others. The yogini above is part the yogini is part of a group that would have once been enshrined in a yogini temple. Her earrings are made of a dismembered hand and a cobra and she has fangs. The yoginis were believed to offer protection to kingdoms against epidemics or enemy forces and assist in the acquisition of new territories. Most yogini temples were circular and unique in their roofless design. 64 yoginis encircle the interior walls of a 10th century temple in Hirapura, Odisha, Eastern India. Tantric Yoga The allure of Tantra with its promise of longevity and invulnerability retained a hold over those in position of power between the 16th and 19th centuries include Rajput, Mughal and Sultanate rulers. From one form of Tantric practice that became especially popular was Hatha Yoga, Yoga of Force. Yogis used complex postures and muscular contraction to direct the flow of breath. Techniques included visualizing the goddess Kundalini, an individual source of Shakti as a serpent at the base of the spine. Around her is a network of energy centers known as chakras, each of which contains a deity. Together they make up the yogi body. Through breath control, Kundalini rises like a current infusing the chakras with power. Awakening Kundalini became the practitioner's ultimate goal. The spread of Tantra across Asia, also known as Vajrayana, the path of thunderbolt, Tantric Buddhism flourished in Eastern India. Buddhist monasteries studied and taught the Tantras and attracted pilgrims from across Asia. This led to the rapid transmission of Vajrayana teachings. Tibet saw the founding of major monastery which became the new political players and often rivaled one another. Instrumental in the transmission of tantric teachings from India to the Himalayas were the Mahasiddhas or great accomplished ones. Their life stories are filled with miraculous events and they became especially popular in Tibet. Many engaged in sexual rites and carried out practices involving impure substances in cremation ground settings. Their goal was to confront limiting emotions such as attachment, fear and disgust. Most are shown as semi-naked or shaggy-haired yogis. Some carry skull cups and wear human bone ornaments to intimate tantric deities. Six are shown here, including Saraha in the center, he holds an arrow symbolic of single-minded concentration and a reference to his guru who was female Aerosmith.
one of the common themes visualized also explores the role of the divine union tantric buddhist text and images use gender to articulate the two qualities to be cultivated on the path towards enlightenment wisdom and compassion these are visualized as a goddess representing wisdom and a god representing compassion in sexual union as we see in these tibetan bronze sculptures in tibet this is also known as yabyum or father mother the goal is to internalize these qualities by visualizing the deities uniting within the body through meditation <clears throat> tantra and revolution in colonial india the tantric goddess kali was widely worshipped in bengal she was heralded as ruthless yet compassionate mother by the bengali mystic and poet ramprasad sen his words resonated at a time of crisis in bengal intensified by the rise of british east india company devotion to kali as an icon of strength increased promoted through poetry and public festivals kali was regarded by many british officials as the threat to the colonial enterprise and bengali revolutionaries effectively exploited these fears by reimagining her as a symbol of resistance and a manifestation of india personified this is evident in prints produced by printmakers such as calcutta art studio established in 1878 An example continued to circulate after 1905 when Bengal was partitioned by British to weaken the growing independence movement a colonial administrator identified the decapitated heads of this print as suspiciously british looking leading to its censorship the art of tantra both before and after indian independence from british rule in 1947 and the emergence of india and pakistan as independent nation state south asian artists forged modern national styles rooted in the pre-colonial art of the past many were inspired by tantra's engagement with social inclusivity and spiritual freedom in the 1970s artists associated with the neo tantra movement adopted certain tantric symbols and adapted them to speak to the visual language of global modernism particularly abstract expressionism the painting by bangladeshi artist bhindi reflects the influence of concentric shapes of mandalas which frame luminous central deities This center point is also understood as an expression of cosmic creation. In the UK and the US in 1960s and 1970s, tantra had an impact on periods radical politics where it was interpreted as a movement that could inspire anti-capitalist, ecological and free love ideals. Tantra was reimagined as a cult of ecstasy that could challenge stifled attitude to sexuality. Another poster advertises the Human Be In Festival held in San Francisco which held the Summer of Love in 1967. Yoga and meditation were promoted as transformative practice that could inspire minds to challenge the status quo. 
The poster includes the portrait of a yogi taken in Nepal. Yogis captured the popular imagination in the West as countercultural role models. Today, 200 years of shifting interpretations have left many misconceptions about what Tantra is or what it actually involves. Tantra is not independent of Hinduism and Buddhism but has pervaded and transformed both traditions from its inception. As a worldview, philosophy and set of practices, Tantra is as alive as ever. Sects in India, including the Aghoris, reveal the enduring power of the movement. Their practices include smearing their bodies with the ash of burnt corpses from funerary pyres and act which is traditionally deemed polluting in India. For the Aghoris, transgressive practices are an expression of the tantric assertion that all is sacred and there is no distinction between what is conventionally perceived as pure and impure, just as there is no distinction between the self and the divine. By shattering society's cultural condition of the mind, the Aghoris transcend ego-led emotions such as fear and aversion and instead nurture a non-discriminating attitude that draws on the repressed power of the taboo. Tantra and the Female Gaze In the contemporary art world, female artists have harnessed tantric goddesses through the bodies of real women, evoking them in a feminist gaze. The title of the almost 3 meter tall mixed media painting, Housewife with Steak Knives, challenges the stereotype of the submissive wife confined to the kitchen. It is by Bengal-born British artist Sutapa Biswas. Here the housewife as Kali wears a garland of heads that the artist describes as figureheads of authoritarian patriarchy. And before we now get into the conversation with Pranay Chakraborty, I would like to request all my listeners to uh, follow up and uh, if you have any questions regarding the subject you can dm me in my social media uh, pages or you can also email me uh, at the email id <laughs> tenzingopal at the red gmail.com and since this episode is going to be really long we are planning to divide this episode into two parts first episode will contain Pranoy giving a brief introduction about his work, his ideas, his ideology, his way of working and his thoughts towards art and in the second part of this episode uh, we will dive deeper into details about what his subject focuses on.